make a way where there seems to be no way. You keep your promises. You are not a son of man to lie. My God, where my We don't worship from afar. He is as close as the mention of his name. He is near. He is here with us. He is right there with you. Right there with you. Right there with you. Right there with you. He's not afar. He's not a God who is far from his people. Worship him in his praises. <laughs> I feel him. I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus in my soul, in my bones, in my body. I feel him all around me. Bring to him 
everybody, everybody, and bring it to her. For nothing is impossible with him. Nothing is impossible with him. He's not a son of man that he should lie. He is able. He is able. He is able. Give Jesus a big, big, big high clap of praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You can take your seats in the presence of God. Glory to God. Praise Jesus. I'm going to ask us to please come a bit closer. Those who are at the back, Pastor Roland. You are officially expelled from the back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so we expel him from the back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please fill the seats. Please, 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 please. Glory, 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 glory. My brother, you're very welcome, please. Raymond, please. The, the seats are there, please. Amen. 
There's a brother there who wants to sit in front, who is next to Ken. Please make sure that brother extends in front. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise Jesus. Good afternoon. I'm okay. How are you? Am I? Thank you. Thank you very much. Sweet. Praise the Lord. I am so honored to be here once again. Welcome back from the retreat. Hallelujah. We thank God he did us well. Amen. I said he did us well. Amen. Yeah, yeah. We were really, really blessed. And I thank God so much for the market empowerment sessions. Praise Jesus. I want us to give a big hand clap to Doreen. She did an incredible job. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I tell you, everyone is useful in the kingdom. We need everyone. Say we need you. Turn to your neighbor. Say we need you. Say we need you. The kingdom needs you. Hmm? Don't just sit back. The kingdom needs you. Each one of you has something God has deposited in you. And we need you. Amen. Hallelujah. Because God doesn't just want us to prosper spiritually. My Paul said, beloved, I pray that you may be in good health. Hmm? And prosper even as your soul does what? Prospers. So God wants us to prosper everywhere. At your workplace, you prosper. Spiritually, you climb the ladders. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In your marriage, you climb the ladders. Praise the Lord. And so please, please, please. Come for these market empowerment things. You'll not be helping anyone. You'll be helping yourself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, the difference between you and someone who is better than you is always a gap of knowledge. Have you heard what I've said? The difference between you and the person you look up to or who you think is better than you is sometimes knowledge and wisdom. And so that's why it's very important to learn from people. Praise Jesus. No man can reach a place and say, for me, Natuk, I don't need knowledge. You do need the knowledge. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And I believe that God is in these last days is laying out the wealth of the wicked for the righteous. And not just God, the Bible says, I am the God who teaches you, teaches you, teaches you hmm? to prosper. And then he gives us power to make what? Well, what is that power? It's not just anointing. It's not just prayer. It is what? Wisdom. It is knowledge. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. As much as we need revival, as much as we need the souls to come to the kingdom, we also need money. Say we need money. Mm. Each one of you, we need you to earn more than 10 million per month. Say amen. Say amen. 
then you have to climb to the level where your money is in dollars. It's until you travel that you realize Uganda shillings is nothing. It is, it is so, it has so little value. You may think you have a lot of money. You just go across to Kenya. You'll see. You realize your, your money is little. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so we need God to help and empower the church. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. So I encourage you. There are many people who will be coming. And also, something that the Lord spoke to me. He told me that, do you know that there are people among you who you need to siphon this thing from? Say amen. Gamba Amina. There are those people here who are seated among us. You have a wealth of wisdom lying inside you. You are sitting on it and we are going to siphon it. Say we are going to siphon it. Praise the Lord. There are principles. I, 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 I was telling someone. I don't know if I was saying something. I was telling someone, did you know that financial prosperity is not just unlocked by prayer? Prayer is a very little key to unlocking financial prosperity. It's unlocked by several keys and principles. Praise the Lord. Giving, being faithful, stewardship. Those are the things that unlock financial what? Prosperity. And then after that, we... Uh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so I thank God so much for, for Doreen for making this happen. It's something that used to be a dream in me and I didn't know for, for having many things on my plate, I didn't know how I would bring this up. But when she came to me, she told me, I said, that is the thing. I always young for that's the thing. That's the thing. Say amen. amen. Say amen. Say money has to be in the right hands. Say money has to be in these right hands. Say choban nag. Hallelujah. All right. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, we believe God that he's doing something. When God begins to teach you several things, he's preparing you for what is about to come. That's what you need to understand. That when God takes you through a phase of being taught and imparting in you knowledge, he is preparing you for a big, big, big harvest. That's why there has been a lot of teaching that is happening. Because God is preparing us. Preparing the ground. Praise Jesus. So that is why it is important for us. Please, whatsoever it is, do your best and try to be around. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright. So the Lord spoke to me after the retreat. I was telling the Lord, so what next? What next, Lord? And this is what the Lord told me. The Lord told me, prepare the people for the harvest. Prepare the people for the harvest. Prepare the people for the harvest. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's why I'm saying that there's going to be a series of teaching so that we can be prepared for the word, for the harvest. The Bible says when Peter, when Jesus told him, cast your net into the deep. And Peter cast his net into the deep. What happened? He caught a multitude of what? Of fish. To the point that his net did what? The net did what? It's amazing because Peter was not prepared for a harvest. He wasn't prepared for a harvest. And when the harvest came in of a multitude of fish... 
because the net was used to a certain kind of fish. Hmm? Sometimes your net is used to a certain amount of fish. Your bag is used to a certain amount of money. Your wallet is used to a certain amount such that when the harvest comes in, you don't know what to do about it. And so what happened to the net? The net did what? It broke. And the fish did what? Went back. Oh my God in heaven. Sometimes God desires to give us a harvest. But when he gives, looks at our nets, they are too weak to handle the harvest. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes when God looks at our nets, they are too weak to manage the word, the harvest. That's why it's very important, Peter, before you get a multitude of fish, strengthen the net. Say strengthen the net. Say strengthen the net. Say strengthen the net. That is why we have to upgrade our thinking, our mindsets. Are you listening to me? We must do what? Upgrade. You can't stay the way you are doing things and expect increase. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to God in highest. And that's why it's important for us to prepare for the word, for the harvest. Oh, Jesus. Eh? Sometimes, as I tell people, you must be prepared for what you're asking God for. Make sure to God in heaven, you are prepared for what you are asking for. Because if right now Jesus was to come here and ask us, if I gave you 10 trillion shillings, what would you do with it? Then we would begin. I remember someone asked that question on the page one day. I asked if the Lord was to give you, I think she said 10, 10 billion or 10 million, I don't remember. And then you would see what people were writing. Think about it. Ask yourself, if about 50 billion was to land in your hands right now, 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 what would you do with it? I, I, I am here in Poseg, go to Hawaii, go to... Are you listening to me? It's important to strengthen our nets for the harvest. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. And so for now, for, for today, I want us to begin on a topic called fruitfulness. Say fruitfulness. Say fruitfulness. Because I have come to realize fruitfulness is not just prayed for. Are you listening to me? You must do the principles that attract fruitfulness. Praise Jesus. What is fruitfulness? Fruitfulness is the ability to be productive. To be productive. That's one definition of fruitfulness. Number two, fruitfulness is the ability to yield favorable results. To yield good results. That means that whatever I do, whatever I am with, whoever I am with, if I am fruitful, it, it must produce favorable results. Number three, fruitfulness is the ability to be profitable and beneficial. Profitable and beneficial. That means if what I am doing is not profitable, especially to the kingdom, then it is not fruitful. Fruitfulness is the ability to be profitable and beneficial. 
the ability to yield favorable results and the ability to be productive or to reproduce or to produce. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, I am asking us today to do an evaluation in your life because there are so many areas of our lives. And if you see an area is not profitable, it is not beneficial. If some relationships are not profitable, if some things are not being reproduced after the pattern of God, then you're not being fruitful. And I'm praying to God that we go back and evaluate. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so it is very important. Number one, we need to realize God desires that his children are fruitful. It is the heart of God. It is the desire of God for people to be fruitful. Everything that God makes, everything that God has made must be fruitful. If it is not fruitful, it is useless to the kingdom. Say it is in my DNA. Come on, say with me. It is in my DNA to be fruitful. Say it's in my DNA to be fruitful. Genesis chapter 1 verse number 22. 1, 22. The Bible says, and God blessed them saying, be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters of the sea, fill the waters and have them, fill the waters in the seas and let the fall multiply in the earth. It is God's desire. Whatever he has made, everything he creates, he creates it to be fruitful. That means what is not of God cannot bear fruit. And what is of God ought to bear fruit. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Number two, fruitfulness is a sign of the blessing of God. Fruitfulness is a sign, is a result of the blessing of God. Are you listening to me? When God blesses something, one of the things that will reveal the blessing will be fruitfulness. Mm. So how do you know that I am carrying the blessing? How do you know that God has blessed what I am doing or what I am in or this relationship when it has the ability to be what? Fruitful. When Genesis chapter 1 verse number 28, the Bible says, and God blessed them. Who did he bless? He blessed Adam and who? And Eve. After he put them in the garden, he did not just bless them. He said, after he had blessed them, and God said, be what? Fruitful and multiply. So, fruitfulness is a result, is a sign of the blessing of God. I tell you the truth, where there's no blessing, there is no fruitfulness. And where the blessing is, there is what? Fruitfulness. Are you listening to me? Fruitfulness is not just having a lot of money and a lot of property and a lot of things. It is, it, is, it is being fruitful. Every area of your life. Genesis 17, number six, verse number 6. Scripture says when God was blessing Abraham, you must realize when God blesses, when God blesses, when God blesses in scripture, every time he blesses a man, a woman, a nation, he always pronounces words and one of them is what? I will make thee exceedingly what? Fruitful. The blessing upon Abraham causes him to be fruitful. So, 
How do you know that we are carrying the blessing of God? How do you know that the relationship I am in has the blessing of God? How do you know that the workplace, that the things I am doing carry the blessing of God when there is what? Fruit. Say fruit. Say fruit. It's amazing that God blessed Abraham. And he said, you make him exceedingly fruitful. And out of him will come nations. And kings shall come out of him. But even Abraham's mistake. Say Abraham's mistake. God decided to bless his mistake. Verse number 20. Even God says, 1720. The Bible says, even God told Abraham. Even your son Ishmael. I will bless him. My God in heaven. That is the power of the word. Of the blessing. God said, and he said, 1720, God told Abraham that even thy son Ishmael, I shall do what? Bless him. And I will make him a great nation. I will multiply him exceedingly. Hallelujah. Please hear me. When God desires, when God blesses you and you become fruitful, that fruit is not just yours. Say it's not mine. Say, it's not mine. Did you know that a mango tree does not eat of its fruit? Hello? That an avocado tree does not eat of its fruit. But it is others who look at the fruit and do what? Enjoy the fruit. When God blesses you and causes you to be fruitful, you will begin to be a blessing to many. So, being fruitful is useless if you're not being a what? A blessing. Are you listening to me? Being fruitful is useful to the kingdom if people are being blessed by your fruitfulness. If the kingdom is being blessed by your fruitfulness. Ah, people just laying up wealth for thyself. Remember that foolish man in the Bible who laid up wealth for himself and kept it and kept it and said, now I have amassed a lot of wealth. The Bible says the Lord came and said, you foolish man, today thy life is taken from thee. Because his fruitfulness was not profitable to the word, the kingdom. Are you listening to me? So why does God desire us to be fruitful? So that we can advance the kingdom. Say advance the kingdom. Say advance the kingdom. Number three. Where there's fruitfulness, there is always increase and multiplication. Where there's fruitfulness, there is increase and what? And multiplication. Not just increase in quantity, increase in quality. Are you listening to me? It's not just increase in what? In quantity. Increase also in quality. Exodus chapter 1 verse number 7. The children of Israel were so blessed that they could not contain their fruitfulness. God had already given them the blessing. And wherever they were, even when the conditions were bad, you could not stop them from being fruitful. I, are you listening to me? That is why I tell people, if you carry the blessing, it doesn't matter where they throw you. Did you hear what I said? I said if you carry the blessing upon you, you can go to a desert and cause it to become fertile. Ah, I've ever watched a, a documentary and that, and, and about Israel. And the Israelites were speaking about their nation. 
And in the 1940s, when they went back to their nation, for a long time, Israel had been a desert and it was not yielding any crop. But the moment the Israelites stepped back into the nation like this, the moment they stepped back, all of a sudden the land began to yield fruit. Why? Because those that carried the blessing were in the right place. Are you listening to me? It doesn't matter where they throw you. Remember Isaac, Genesis 26. The man stayed where he was in the land of the Abimelech. And the Lord told him, don't go. Stay where you are. Stay, stay, stay where you are. As others were running away, Isaac did what? He remained. Because a man who carries the blessing doesn't matter where you throw them. They will still become what? Fruitful. That is why it's important. Don't just chase after things. Chase the blessing. Chase the blesser. Are you listening to me? Chase the what? The blesser. Can you imagine Israel being in a desert land, but it is one of the richest countries. Producing the best fruits. Huh? And Uganda, we have the best fertile soils. Say the blessing. Say the blessing. So where there is fruitfulness, there is what? Increase and multiplication. I have come to realize that you can begin small. That is why God says, do not, do not despise the day of small beginnings. You can begin with a salary of 300,000. And my friend, by the end of the year, you are doing bigger things than those who are earning 10 million. I have come to see that. There are people who are not earning so much money. But what they are doing, you cannot compare it to those who are earning lots of money. Have you seen men who are in, who are in the government and when, they, and when they retire, they have nothing to retire to? Yet they've been earning millions of money. You're wondering what's wrong because the blessing. Say the blessing. Ah, you can get 50,000 shillings and when it lands in the hands of a blessed man, if it lands in the hands of a blessed man, I tell you it will multiply. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Number four, fruit gives you identity in the kingdom. Fruit gives you identity in the kingdom. Oh, Matthew chapter 17 verse number 6 the Bible says you shall know them by their what? Fruits. So how do we know a man or a woman? We know them by their what? By their fruit. It is your fruit that gives you identity. Say identity. Mm. So when we stand in the spiritual realm God looks at the fruits that we are bearing. And he looks at us and he identifies men and women by what? By fruit. Say, I am profitable. Say, I reproduce. Say, I am productive. Say, I yield results. Man, that is God's heart. That is God's heart for us. Number five, the quality of your fruit shows what you're made of. Hi. The quality of your fruit shows what you are made of. It shows the substance you are made of. Are you listening to me? So how do you know that this tree, that this, that this plant is good by the fruit that it bears? 
when you pick a mango tree, um, when you pick a mango fruit and the mango is sour, then you will know that the substance of this tree is what? Poor quality. My God in heaven, please, I need you to understand. In the kingdom, it's not just about bearing fruit. It's also about bearing good fruit. Say quality fruit, good fruit. In the kingdom, it's not a matter of bearing what? Fruit. Are you with me? Yeah, my God. It's not a matter of having crowds and crowds and crowds of people who are not really established in the Lord. Jesus had 12 that were following him and that was good enough. He began with that because in the kingdom, it's about quality of the fruits also. Not just quantity. Say amen. I said say amen. amen. Matthew 17, 7, 8. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. And an evil tree, a corrupt tree bringeth forth what? Evil fruit. It's impossible for a good tree to bring forth corrupt fruit. So if the fruit in your life is corrupt, then don't blame the fruit. Say don't blame the fruit neighbor. Aye. If the fruit is corrupt, then look at the tree. Look at the substance of the tree. Something is lacking with the substance. Are you listening to me? Because there are so many mango trees. How come some are able to produce good fruit and others cannot produce good fruit? Somewhere something is missing. Quality of fruit. Number six, fruitfulness comes with patience. Say patience. Say patience. Ah. We live in a generation where people want to plant today and reap tomorrow. You sow today, you reap what? Tomorrow. The things of waiting are not, mm -mm, they, are not they, they are not part of us. But the truth is fruitfulness comes with time. It comes with what? With time. When a farmer sows seed, what does he have to do? He has to give the seed what? You don't just wake up in the morning and you're fruitful. No, it takes time. It takes years of study. That is why when God, before God releases you, it takes time on you. Say time. Because he is working out fruit to come out of you. Luke 8, 5, <clears throat> When you read from Luke chapter 8, verse number 1, verse number 2, I think, and 3, Yes, verse number five, Jesus explains about a sower who went about sowing seed. Some fell on, way, on the wayside, others fell on the rocky ground, others fell where there were thorns. But then there were, there were seed that fell on the right soil. Say in the right soil. And then verse number 15, Jesus explains it. And he said that those which fell on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with, say with patience, say with patience. It is unfair for you to expect fruit from a tree which you planted last week. It's not fair. You have to give it time to grow. You have to give it time to grow. And then after that, it will bear what? Fruit. 
Are you listening to me? That is why if you're to build any character, if something must be built in you, it must be patience. Even when you begin business and you invest in business, you must give it what? Time. Yeah? Today you have invested, then you want profit tomorrow. You must learn the art of what? Of patience. You come today, you don't get customers. You still go back tomorrow and you go back the next day and you go back the next week. You go back the next month. What is happening? Not God has forgotten you but there is what? Time. It must take root. Are you listening to me? You don't wake up in the morning and you're fruitful. Let me tell you something. The kingdom of God is not fireworks. I have come to learn that. The kingdom of God is not what? Fireworks. It comes ooh, and then it comes out and then fire spreads. That's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is step by step. Little by little. Here little, there a little. Principle here, principle there. Are you listening to me? Ah, can I tell you one of the signs of witchcraft? Is things which don't pass the test of time. When all of a sudden someone comes up, you don't know where they came from. They have not gone through the process and all of a sudden they are, something is not right. Are you listening? God, God is not hasty. Please help me say that to your neighbor. Say it to them like a preacher. Say God is not hasty. Learn to give things time. Learn to give things what? Time. It is unfair for you to expect a baby to begin to walk two months after they are born. It's not fair. Are you listening to me? You must give them time. And they go stage by stage. Then they begin to sit. Then they begin to crawl. One day they begin to walk. But even in the walking, they walk while falling until they master it. Say patience. Say patience. Say patience. Those trees that we look at, they have stood the test of what? Of time. Through the seasons, through the harsh seasons, uh, when it rains, when it is dry, through the sunny seasons, they are still what? Standing. And that's why they can bear what? Fruit. Fruitfulness comes with patience. Praise Jesus. I say praise the Lord. Ah, can I tell you something? I think I've seen that somewhere. I don't know if it was on social media. You, if you are a dog, don't, don't compare yourself with an elephant. Hmm? Because an elephant takes two years to give birth. It carries a baby in its womb for how long? Two years. 22 months. An elephant is carrying a what? A baby. And a dog carries a baby for two and a half months. Yeah. And so if you're an elephant, it is bad, it is foolish to compare yourself to a what? A dog. Because a dog carries a baby for how long? Two months. Then we expect a baby. But there are those who are elephants. They have to carry the baby for more than a year. Season in, season out. Maybe the dog has brought forth many times, six times. Every after two months is giving birth. You, you're still carrying a baby for how long? Two years. But when the baby of the elephant falls on the ground, 
When the baby of the elephant does what? Falls on the ground. The ground will shake because something has fallen upon the ground. When the puppy falls on the ground, nothing happens. But because what you carry inside you is big, it takes time. Say time. So stop comparing your fruitfulness with another man's fruitfulness. Let me say that again. Don't compare your fruitfulness with another man's what? Fruitfulness. Maybe you are carrying a what? And you want to move at the speed of the dog. Hmm. Are you listening to me? Fruitfulness comes with what? With patience. That is why it is very, 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 very crucial, very important that every child of God carries the anointing of Issachar to know your times and your what? And your seasons. The Bible says Jesus came on the scene. He knew his times. He knew when to manifest. He knew when to live. He knew when to get on the scene and when to do what? to labor. He was prepared for how many? 30 years. And at the age of 33, Jesus comes up at the age of 30. He begins what? Ministry. For how long? Three and a half. What? Jesus Christ. Three and a half years. And the man has turned the world upside down, inside out. Three and a half what? Yes. Because Jesus is an elephant. He was carrying a big baby. You couldn't expect him to show up at 18. If he had showed up at 18, he would have missed it. Please understand. Know when your seasons and your times are. Know when to bring forth fruit. Know that this is now my time to bring forth fruit. Don't compare yourself. Say amen. Say amen. That business of competition in the house of God has to stop. I said it has to stop. I said it has to stop. Because sister got married, it doesn't mean it's your time to get married. Because someone bought a car, it doesn't mean it's your time. You must wait for your season. I tell you, if you compare your fruitfulness with another man's, you're in trouble. You will live a disgruntled life and render God unfaithful. But my sister, you are outside your season. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Fruitfulness comes with pain. There must be Time of preparation, time of making you, time of preparing you, time of God putting you. That is why when a farmer sows seed, he gives it time. He waters the ground. He waters the soil. He waters the seed. He prunes it because he's giving it time to do what? To grow. Just because my sister gave birth to twins doesn't mean twins are coming out of me. Mm, mm, that is not my fruitfulness. Just because someone has gotten married, given birth to children, doesn't mean it is your time. You must know the season of your manifestation. 
Praise the Lord. Number seven, fruitfulness is a process. Fruitfulness is a process. And death is part of the process. You see, Christians think fruitfulness just falls to the ground. It comes, it comes from the cross, and it falls. Fruitfulness is a process, and death is part of the process of fruitfulness. John 12, 24, the Bible says, Jesus said, Verily, verily, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground, and do what? And die. Except a corn of wheat does what? Fall to the ground and die. It abideth alone. But, say but, say but, but if it dies, say if it dies, say if it dies, say if it dies, that means there is no fruit without death. I, my God in heaven. But if it die, it bringeth forth what? Much fruit. Not just fruit, but what? Much fruit. That means that whatever you have invested, whatever seems like a seed in your life. The problem is, this is what I've come to understand. The problem is we don't know how to differentiate fruit from seed. Because sometimes <laughs> you, you, you look at, at seed and you call it fruit. Are you listening to me? Oh, let me say that again. You look at seed and you call it what? Ah, Jesus. And you call it fruit. And you look at a relationship which God has brought into your life. And that relationship is a seed. It's not a fruit. Say it's not a, <laughs> it's not a, and God has brought it to you as a what? As a seed. Meaning that you must water it. Meaning that you must prune it. Now for you, you look at that relationship and you call it fruit. So you begin to eat from it. You didn't hear what I say. You begin to feed from it. You begin to use that relationship. You begin to use that connection which God has given you. You don't understand it is a word. A seed. It must go through the process of death. In order to bring forth what? Much fruit. Hmm. Sometimes you have money. You have received a lot of money. And you are thanking God. You are looking at all your problems. And then you say, go and sow it. Go and sow it. Go and sow it. Oh, I have believed God for this money. Now it has come. Now you are saying so seed. And God is saying that is your seed. It's not your fruit. It's your seed. It's your seed. It's your seed. Did you know that when you eat your seed, you're cutting your future? That your seed is your future. That fruit is not your future. That seed is your future. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh my God, may, may God help us. That is why every one of us, whatever it is in your life, sometimes you enter a job and you enter that workplace and you think now it is fruit. So you think now it is time to begin to harvest from the job. And then all of a sudden, shaking start coming up in the job. 
and you thought the man you had favor with now begins to turn his back on you and everything begins to be shaken at your workplace. What God is saying is it was a seed. It was a what? It is a what? Because in this job I am going to train you. I am teaching you. I'm teaching you stewardship. I'm teaching you faithfulness. I'm teaching you loyalty. I'm teaching you commitment. I'm teaching you. So I must shake you up and it appears as if you're dying in the job. And you're believing God for another job. You pray, pastor, another job, promotion, another job. And there is no promotion. And God says, in that position there, that one, that, that one, that is where I want you. Because that job is a seed. Must go through the process of what? Of death. And even if you pray away your boss, you curse him, you hate him, God still keeps him there for you. It's a process. It's a process. I don't know which number, but number whatever. God hates barrenness. God hates barrenness. God hates unfruitfulness. God hates barrenness. It is not in God to entertain and to tolerate barrenness. Matthew 21, verse number 18 to number 19. Jesus is walking by. Matthew 21, 18. It's amazing. Now in the morning as he returned into the city, Jesus did what? Hunger. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves only. Say leaves only. Say leaves only. And said unto it, let no fruit grow on you from henceforth. And presently the fig tree did what? Withered away. Why did Jesus cast the fig tree? Because it did not have what? Fruit. God does not tolerate barrenness. Did you hear what I said? He doesn't like barrenness. Everything in the kingdom is fruitful. Everything. I've heard of stories of people have gone to heaven and everything in the kingdom is alive. It is fruitful. Even the flower. Because the thing of God, the things of God have life. So they must bear what? Fruit. Why did Jesus cast the fig tree? And yet it was not its season. Lord. You know I read about this fig tree some time back. Some years back. I read about the fig tree. Number one it was not its season to bring forth fruit. Hmm? But Jesus expected what? Why? Because a fig tree produces fruit before the leaves. Are you listening to me? Huh? A fig tree does what? When it brings forth fruit, there are what? There must be what? Leaves. And so when Jesus looked at the leaves, he expected what? Fruit. Many times in our walk in life, we bear leaves instead of fruit. And so we attract the world. We attract people to us. We have a form of God. You know, you act, you are born again. You, 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 you profess that you are born again. And those are the leaves. But when people come close after they've seen the leaves and they expect fruit, there's no fruit. 
That's why Jesus cast the fig tree. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because leaves without fruit can bear you a curse. It's important as you are bearing leaves, you also bear what? Fruit. Don't just pronounce being born again, be it. Say be it. John 15, 2, Jesus says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he does what? Taketh away. Please remember, please, as we are talking, please remind yourself of what fruitfulness is. It is profitability to the kingdom. It is being beneficial to the word, to the kingdom. That means if you're not profitable, if you're not beneficial in the kingdom, then you're worth being taken away. Oh, my God. As I was growing up, I used to hear men and women of God say that in your calling is your preservation. Your life is preserved where? In your calling. As you stand in your calling, your life is preserved. Because when you're profitable to the kingdom, everything will be done to ensure that you're preserved. But if you're not profitable, ah, my God. Matthew 7, 19. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruits, fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. It is hewn down and cast into the fire. So, how does God deal with barrenness and unfruitfulness? Hmm. It's something unimportant. How does God deal with barrenness and unfruitfulness? He deals with it by disconnecting it. Say disconnecting. Say disconnecting. Number two, he deals with it by destroying. Every tree that does not bear fruit, he casteth away. And he throws it into the fire. That is why if you find some relationships are not fruitful, can I tell you a secret? Disconnect yourself from those relationships. Let me say that again. If some relationships are not profitable, they are not building you, disconnect. Otherwise, you will end up being unfruitful like them. Lastly, God is glorified by our fruitfulness. God is glorified when we are fruitful. That is why he desires each child, each son of God, to be fruitful. John 15, 8. Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. Herein is my father glorified when you bear much fruit. Praise Jesus. Say praise the Lord. So, I've just given you just a few key points about fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please let us go through them. Number one, fruitfulness is of God. Say it is of God. Say it is of God. 
Number two, fruitfulness is a sign of the what? Say of the blessing. Number three, where there's fruitfulness, there is increase and multiplication. Number four, fruit is your identity in the kingdom. Fruit gives you what? Identity in the kingdom. So you want to know how you are known? Look at your fruit. Look at your fruit. Number five, your quality of fruit shows what you are made of. Your quality of fruit shows what you are made of. What substance are you made of? Number five or number six, I don't know. Fruitfulness requires what? Number seven, fruitfulness is a process and death is what? Part of it. Number eight, God does what? In fact, he detests barrenness and fruitfulness. And lastly, God is glorified by what? By fruit. By fruitfulness. So, if you're not being fruitful, you're not being, bringing glory to who? To God. Now, having known all those things, we need to understand that just because you have planted a tree does not mean that it will automatically bear fruit. Are you listening to me? That just because a, a farmer has sown seed in the ground does not mean that the seed is going to bear fruit. Just because you have invested in that business does not mean that you're going to get profit tomorrow. So you must understand that there are other factors that lead to fruitfulness. There are other factors that lead to what? To fruitfulness. In order for you to be fruitful, you must put into consideration all these other principles that God has given in order to bear fruit. Mm. And so, you know, Jesus told Peter that I have the keys of the kingdom and I've given them to you. You must understand in the kingdom there are keys. Say there are keys. And keys unlock different doors. They unlock, they give us access into certain things. And so, please, please, I beg you hear me. If you need something in your life, if you want God to do certain things in your life, let me tell you, the best prayer you can get, the best prayer you can make is ask God for the key. Are you listening? Because different keys open different what? Doors. Prayer is one of the keys of the kingdom. Fasting is one of the keys of the kingdom. Are you listening? Giving is one of the keys of what? Of the kingdom. The word is one of the keys of the kingdom. But not every key opens every door. Let me say that again. Not every key opens what? Every door. That is why you will see someone in their hands. They have a bunch of keys that are put together. Because each key is allocated a door. Are you listening? The key which opens there does not necessarily do what? Open there. That is why it's important to use the right key for the right door. 
It's important to use what? The right key to open a door. Many times we don't know which key to use to unlock certain doors. And yet the kingdom is based on keys. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. I said the kingdom is based on what? On keys. Jesus had the keys of the kingdom. So the kingdom is based on what? On keys. That's why I am begging us. Please come for the marketplace empowerment. Please. Because they are in the keys. Are you listening to me? The problem is we think we have one master key. When I need financial prosperity, master key. When I, need, when I need a marriage, master key. When I need promotion, master key. No, in the kingdom, there's no master key. Say no master key. Oh, Jesus Christ. There are different what? Keys. You must know which key opens which door. Otherwise, you will be in frustration. You say, I've prayed, I have fasted. I have prayed, I have fasted. I have done what I have done. But you're actually using the wrong key. Are you listening to me? I love this because it is, it is maturity. It is for the mature. I see. It, it is for the grown. So the fact that you're listening to it, that means we know what to see. It is like you having keys to your house. Some keys will open the main door. Others will open your bedroom. And no other key can open your word. It is only your key. And so you must have the word, the key. And that's why I want us to get into these keys that unlock what? Fruitfulness. That is how mature people pray. They pray for keys. They pray for what? They pray for what? Otherwise, you will just be praying, beating here, beating there. When you are not having keys and using the keys that Christ gave you. Ah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so the first key that I want us to go through is the key of obedience. Say obedience. Say obedience. Obedience is a key that unlocks fruitfulness. I tell you the truth. It is a key that will unlock your fruitfulness. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse number 12 to verse number 13. Please let's read it together. One, two, three, go. Wherefore it shall come to pass... If you do what? Say if you hearken. Say if you hearken. To hearken is to be obedient. If you hearken to? And? And? So there are three things. You do what? You hearken. You listen. Number two, what do you do? You keep. Number three, what do you do? You do. That's the challenge. Many people know how to hearken. Others know how to store in their hearts. But when it comes to the principle of doing, 
That's the problem. And you do them. Then what does shall the Lord do? That the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he swore unto thy fathers. Verse number 13. And he will do what? Love thee. And do what? And bless thee. And please put your name. Please put, put me. Please put me. And he will love me. And bless me. And multiply me. He will do what? Also bless the fruit of my womb. Not just my children. What else will he do? And the fruit of my land. Say my business. Say my career. Say everything of mine. And my corn. And my wine. And my oil. And the increase of my kind. And the flocks of my sheep. In the land which is swore Unto my fathers to give to me. So. What unlocks fruitfulness? Say obedience. Say obedience. My sister, you are profiting from that business. You don't even know the principle of tithing. You don't even know the principle of giving. You are wondering why customers don't come. Say obedience. Say obedience. My God in heaven. Deuteronomy 30, verse number 8 to 10. Ah, the Bible says, let's read it together. And I shall return and do what? Say and obey the voice of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And do all his commandments, which I, he will command me this day. Continue. And the Lord my God will make me what? Say plenteous. Say plenteous. In every work of my hands. That means that there's a level where whatever you touch produces fruit. That's why I say the man who carries the blessing. Now number two, a man who is obedient. Whatever they do does what? Prospers. And the fruit, and in the fruit of my body, in the fruit of my cattle, the fruit of my land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over me for good as he rejoiced over my fathers. Please hear me. Obedience unlocks fruitfulness as a Christian. Do you know why the enemy can stand up against the children of God being fruitful? When they walk in disobedience. Then the accuser stands up against them. He says, no, but fruitfulness is locked to what? Obedience. And your daughter or son is walking in. Isaiah chapter 1, verse number 19. I also love number 20. The Bible says, if you be willing and what? If you be willing and... Let me tell you something. It's one thing to be willing. It's another to be obedient. Many people end at the place of willingness. Lord, I will. Lord, I will. And that's the place they end at. But it says after being willing, get to a place of being what? Obedient. Then you will do what? Eat the good of the land. Verse number 20. But if you refuse and rebel, 
you shall be devoured with the sword. So, disobedience attracts a curse of barrenness. Let me tell you something. Whatever you do, when God gives you an instruction, be careful to do it. Whether you feel it or you don't feel it. Whether you like the instruction or you don't like the word, the instruction. Just do it. Because disobedience will attract cars. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Lastly, Psalm 128, verse 1 to 3. Blessed is everyone that fears the Lord, that walketh in his ways. Another says that is obedient to thy word. For you shall eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shall you be and it shall be well with thee. Verse number three. Thy wife shall be as fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy child like all the olive plants round about thy table. Obedience. Ah. Number two. What else unlocks fruitfulness? Being rooted. Say rooted. Say rooted. For anything to bear fruit in this life, it must take root. It must be planted. Its roots must go deep and be strong. You cannot expect fruit from a plant which has not been rooted in the soil. That's why it is very important that whatever you're doing, it first takes root. Let me say that again. Whatever you do, it's very important for it to first take what? Root. And let me tell you, the it's a process of being rooted. People think today you are rooted. No. Being rooted means firmly planted. Firmly planted. That whatever comes, it cannot just sway me. And without being rooted, forget about fruit. You know, there are people, I, I, we have a friend who, who does every business. Hmm? One time he began with chicken. Then he left that business. Then he had that goat's work. Then he went and, and started rearing goats. He went to, a, he leased a certain portion of land and then began to do what? To rear what? God's. Before we had realized, then he had begun another company. Because he is the kind who, who wants fruitfulness like tomorrow. Like, like today. Like tomorrow. You want it ASAP. So he does business after what? Business. At the end of the day, he has done multiple business which, is, which are not bringing forth what? Because he is not giving them time to do what? To get rooted. It is very important. Please and please help yourself. 
learn the art of patience hmm? and endurance. Because just because chicken died the first time does not mean they will always die. Then today has begun mobile money. Then the other day he has invested in this. Then, then, and so he would come. My husband say, "Hey, let us do this. Let us do this." I, I said, "Never. I'm gonna call a business and come look." Hey, because for him, he's a fast person. But you see, there's nothing that can bear fruit without being what rooted. And sometimes being rooted means sometimes there will be losses. Sometimes you'll not get profit, but it is a process of being what? Rotten. Isaiah 37, verse number 30. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall eat this year, such as grows of itself, and the second year that which springs of the same, and in the third year sow and reap and plant vineyards and eat the fruit thereof. 31. And the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall do what? Take root. Where? Say downward. It shall take root where? Downward. And do what? Bear fruit where? Upward. Now that's the problem. We don't want to take root what? Because taking root means going down. You must learn to be rooted. Second Kings 19.30 And the remnant still that is escaped out of the house of Judah shall yet again take root downward and bear fruit. Upward. So it is very important that something takes root, that your life takes root. Have you ever seen people who cannot maintain a relationship for like 10, even three years? Can I tell you something? If you find those people, run away from them. If you look through carefully their lives and there's not a relationship that has succeeded two years, three years, that person has a problem. They don't know how to take root downward. Are you listening to me? In order for you to be fruitful, you must be what? Planted. You must be able to sustain something for some time and allow it to get what? Planted. Let me tell you, the reason why God spoke to us, one of the reasons he said, leave Mount Zion. Honest to God, I was comforted with the way we were in Mount Zion. I was okay. I didn't have a problem. That was it. And proceed. Please, I, I'm telling you that, that for me, I was, it was more comfortable. There. And then the Lord said, uh -uh, you must move. You must move because I want you to take root, save root. Say root. Do you know what we are doing, going through now? It is a process of doing what? Taking root. Taking root. Being planted. I was comfortable. And some of us, 
are always at the door with our luggage. This. Which Yeah. Because you are afraid of taking what? And let me tell you, taking root is not an easy process. It is ugly. Hmm? Because number one, it is down. Number two, it is dirty. The fruit is enjoyable because it's clean and it is upward. The roots are not very enjoyable because they have dirt. Uh, that's why I respect people who, who are rooted. And I respect people who are part of the process of rooting. Can I tell you something? People who are in your life when you are being rooted, those are for keeps. Those ones are for what? Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I said people who are in your life when you are in the process of being what? Rooted. When you are dirty, when you are down, those are for keeps. Leave alone these ones who see fruit. And they love the fruit and say you are our man. No, no, no. Those ones have not yet passed the test. But a man who will stand with you in the process of being what? Rooted. They are for real. Are you listening to me? Ah, oh my God. I tell you the truth. There will come a day when this ministry will have a big building. We shall have land. But you see, let me tell you, the people who will matter to me the most will be these ones who are part of what? Rooting. Because they are with us in the process. You know, you know girls of these days, how they like married men. How they do? No, those ones didn't come. They are not here. I'm saying those ones outside. Huh? Their sisters like married men. I tell you the truth. But do you know why? They like fruits. They like finished things. They were not part of the process of what? Of rooting. They don't know what we went through those years. Are you listening? Oh, man. That is why I re please, sister, if you're here, never love anyone's husband. You First of all, they are taken. You need, you need those ones you will root with. Those ones you will root with. You pray with, you believe God with, you fast with. Are you listening? You grow with. I was in the, I was in a shop one day and, and the sister was there and people were congratulating her on having given birth. She said, eh. so one told her, I think now you have what you wanted. She said, yeah, I actually do. I have what I wanted. Ask God for a child, he gave me a child. Ask for a son, he gave me a son. Ask God for a married man, he gave me a married man. And I looked at her, I said, we get out of this bridal shop, this bridal shop, this one. And the sister is saying, I ask God for a word. And they are there, they do what? They ask God for who? Married men. Say blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. <laughs> Blood of Jesus over our married men. Blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus, Eric. <laughs> no, really. And they want. But you see, those women are hypocrites. 
Because they just want what? Fruit. They don't know the process we go through. To believe in your husband, push your husband, encourage him, pray for him, fast for him. You are not part of that process. So don't come and just take fruit. Are you listening to me? Young ladies, get rooted with your man. Look at fruit. I not said it. Fruit. But, but, but you see, now you're seeing him responsible. Then we believed God that he would, we encouraged them now. Now they are, you know. I know I'm not saying we are perfect. We are also had our issues. They also had to believe in us, pray for us, encourage us, you know. Root downwards. Root downwards. If someone has not been part of your life while you are being rooted, they are not worthy coming so close to you. A fruit seekers. Harvesters. They come to harvest. Psalm 92, verse 13 to 14. <laughs> Psalm 92, verse 13 to 14. Harvesters who are not sowers. Fire. Hallelujah. Those that be planted where? In the house of the Lord shall do what? Flourish in the courts of our God. Verse 14. They shall still do what? Bring forth fruit in old age. And they shall be fat and flourishing. Let me speak to you, please. Please, dear child of God. There is something I've noticed in the kingdom of God and in the church, and I hate it. I hate it. It disgusts me. It is called the vagabond spirit. A vagabond spirit will always fight you from being what? Planted. And can I tell you, without ever being planted, you will never see fruit. Never. A vagabond spirit, the word vagabond can be divided into vaga, which means wanderer. Say wanderer. Say wanderer. A wanderer is a person who can never settle in a place. You are always moving up and down, up and down. You are here, you are there, you are here, you are there. Let me tell you, in the walk with God, there's a time where God can allow that. But as you grow, he cuts it from you. Why? Because now it is time to get planted. And it is time to do what? To bear fruit. The Bible does not say they that are transplanted. There are Christians who are always transplanted. Transplanting, process of transplanting from one garden to another. From one garden to another. You are transplanted. Man, can I tell you, you will never bear fruit in your Christian. Never. Because you, you, you even create soil erosion. You people start. 
You cannot be transplanted all the time and expect what? Fruit. You must learn to be planted in season, out of season. When you feel it, when you don't feel it. When you're happy, when you're not happy. When the dryness comes, when the wetness comes, you must be what? Planted. Vaga, a wanderer. Bond is bondage. And people don't have an idea, but that is bondage. It keeps you from a place of bearing what? Fruit. Let me tell you something. I've met very many, and, and, and I'm very careful with such people. Especially, they call themselves prayer warriors. Not these ones. But they are those prayer warriors who they pray for the world. They pray for the world. They, pray. they are general intercessors. Which is okay. They are global intercessors. Eh? And then they come to a place of saying, me, I, I, I don't have a church. Because you feel, you, yes, they are there. I've met them. And they don't have a root where they come from. Such people are very dangerous. They will kill you. And when you look through their lives, their lives don't yield any fruit. Because they are on their own. Do you know why trees grow with another? Because one gives motivation to another. You must be planted somewhere. Supplanted. And you must be firm. Did you know that a vagabondism is a curse? Genesis chapter 4. God cast Cain. What did he tell him? You will be a wanderer and a vagabond. Moving from place. Please give it to me. Genesis 4.12. Moving from place to place. You will have no dwelling place. And that's why Cain said that is a big punishment. And he told him when you till the ground it shall not bear fruit for you. Cain, because of a vagabond what? Spirit. You move here, you move there. Move here, you move there. Wherever God takes you, he has an intention. And he has some things to do in your life. He wants to teach you. He wants to train you. He wants to grow you. So it's important for you to take what? Root downward. Be planted firmly. Just imagine these plants were not in one place. Wanda. Imagine the mango tree was here today and tomorrow it is there. You will definitely not see any fruit from it. Are you listening to me? If you want to grow, if you want to be profitable, if you want to increase and multiply, you must take what? Root and be planted. And the Bible says planted in the house of God. Planted where? There are 
Friday, my mother came to me. You know, my mother also, I'm, I'm <laughs> so me, I'm going to Mutungwe, then I'm going to the prayer mountain, <laughs> then the other day she has a prophet. Hey! So one day, Saturday, I told her, Zaye, this season when you've been there all this time, what have you got? She said, nothing. Because, because you're not rooted. You're being transplanted. Here and there, you must do what? Take root. As I go back to church. Because there are things she was not understanding in the church. And she was not, and I told her you leave pastor's business alone. It will confuse you. You leave it alone. Leave the bishop alone. And, and you know, so she listened to my advice. And so she was, she wanted a certain, she was selling a certain piece of land and house. But it had, you know, for a long time, you know, no one was giving her the money that she wanted. So, while in prayer one day, the Lord told her, but why don't you sow a seed? Take the seed to your pastor. So she gets the seed and takes it to her pastor. Can I tell you something? God knows your spiritual location. Positioning is very crucial in the kingdom. Can I, uh, these are just principles. They are just principles. I told take it. And she took the money there to the man. And the pastor asked her, Beatrice, where have you been? Then so And the man of God told her, settle. Settle. Why don't you settle? Said Pastor Uncle Miel. And so she 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 gave her seed there. The following day she got a phone call from someone who was giving her exactly the amount she wanted for the piece of land. He even brought cash as a deposit. Cash as a deposit. He said, I have 20 million here. I have it here. He brought it to her. Cash! I don't know, you see? Principle. He said, catch me. Catch me again, loitering, loitering, loitering. Because Wandering will rob you of fruitfulness. Praise the Lord. And I'm saying this because I have learned it. I was also a wanderer. You ask him. His army taught me how to be rooted. My husband, he, he suffered with me in that area. Now we... I love the move of God. I love I was very hungry for God, so I, would, I was everywhere. And he fought with me to be rooted. He told me what's wrong. And I learned to be what? Rooted. And I grew in being rooted. Under harsh conditions, but I grew. Praise the Lord. Ah, please, whatever you do, allow to take root. Let me tell you, some jobs God will give them not for you to get money. They will just be training ground. That's all. 
Gogenze yoroze ugenze kufuna chi sente. But actually the prior purpose is what? Training ground. And when you are ready, he will give you the one you want with the money that you want exceedingly abundantly. But you see, you have to take root in this one. And this one is hard to take root in. Say planted. Jeremiah 17, 7, as we close. Yeah. And we'll continue the other keys because of time. 17, 7. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be as a tree planted by what? The waters that spreads her roots by the what? Please, first stop there. That spreads her roots by your roots must be connected to a river. Hi. You didn't hear what I said. Your roots must be connected to a what? A river. If your roots are connected to no river, please, you leave fruit alone. shall not see heat. See when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of what? Of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Uh, it's important that your roots are connected to a river. Can I tell you something? That river must be your kind. That river must be what? Your kind. That is why we have old spiritually old people who are old in the body of Christ but immature. Because they have never been what? Rooted. We have pastors who are immature in the spirit but have never been what? Rooted. It's very important in this spiritual walk to have a spiritual DNA. Can't you then? To have a what? Like the Bible speaks of Jesus. Who was the son of who? Who was the son of who? Who was the son of who? You ask yourself, what is your DNA? You know, <sighs> when they are to trust you, where do you come from? There was only one Elijah. There won't be another. Please don't try to be Elijah. Everyone else in the Bible had what? Roots. It's very crucial that you have what? Roots. Are you listening to me? That's why when God, the anointing came for David, did not find him in the field. He did not find him where? You think God didn't know that David is in the field? Eh? You think he didn't know that David is somewhere in the bush? He knew. But he sent Samuel to where? To the house of his father. To his roots. To his what? Roots.
Can I tell you something? There's a reason why it is particular men who come here. They have a certain heritage if you're careful enough to see that. They have a certain word and it is connected somehow. Ah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say, I am planted. I rebuke the spirit of a vagabond in the name of Jesus. You are not a wanderer. What kind of farming is that? They call it which farming? These, these guys who rear cattle from here to there move from one place to another. Nomads. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Next week we shall continue with the keys that unlock fruitfulness. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Come on, if you're giving Jesus a hand clap, give it to him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Here's the thing. Next time.